right, so in this episode, this is the second part of Spirit of the Age uh, topic that we're talking about. And uh, yeah, if you haven't heard the first one, go back and hear the first one where we just kind of have a discussion on just general eschatology and, and the end times. And that was the episode right before this. And this one is uh, number two in a three-part series. I'm your host, Andrew Farmer, and I have uh, Pastor Jeff Carlson as our other host as well. What's up? And uh, so, yeah, uh, I think today we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, what will happen to the United States in the end times and just the, the apostasy, apostasy of the church. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, what, what, is it, what does it look like for the United States? Man. <laughs> well, unfortunately, like there's not a whole lot in the Bible uh, that gives us indicators about the United States, which is why most people believe most of the, I mean, the vast majority of theologians, eschatologists would say, you know, the United States doesn't play a major role right in the end time. So what we have to talk about generally is speculation. Yeah, what do we, what sure. do we kind of think or feel? Yeah. So I think we should start with the church and you know, Jesus said that that judgment would begin with the with the house of God. Yeah. And so what are we seeing in the church around our country today? Well, we're seeing a lot of apostasy. Yeah. We're seeing, um, churches, uh, you know, I mean, even, even dividing people based on gender, you know, even yeah. just recently the Southern Baptist convention, you know, it, it basically saying women don't matter. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, that's is. certainly not what we see in the new Testament with Jesus. Uh, and women in leadership. There were deacons. There were pastors. There were there were women that had churches in their homes, um, etc. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, like that seems like a minor thing compared to yeah, some really of the does. things that the Methodist Church has done, or the Episcopalian Church. Yeah. Um, and that's caused great havoc in these denominations, ordaining homosexuals and yeah. allowing um, them to, you know, in fact, all over. Uh, what is it? Instagram and and TikTok. There are there are uh, these past quote unquote pastors or yep. or clergy that are saying you know basically rewriting yeah the the narrative of God they are who yeah. God is and you know uh, what God does and what and, and they're just dismantling and so you know like it's outrageous right now yeah but in one generation it'll be accepted it's, it'll be normal. It'll yeah. be normalized. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we can't really talk about the future of America without the demise of the church because right. the church in America has been historically the moral compass. Yeah. It has been why God, I believe, why the Lord, not that the church has been perfect. I don't, right. I, it obviously hasn't. It's well, obviously no got either, problems. So. <laughs> right, right. It's still not perfect. Yeah. It's never going to be nope. perfect. <clears throat> but I don't want people to go like, well, the church isn't perfect. It's never, you know, yeah. I, yes, we understand. Yeah. But still, the nation, uh, since its founding, has uh, uh, pushed Judeo-Christian right. values. Uh, America has been responsible for the evangelism of of the world, yeah. especially the unknown world yep. or the world that did not, you know, not Europe so much, but right. the rest of the world that did not have Christianity to a large degree. You know, in the last 100, 150 years, I mean, the United States, certainly England's played a big part yeah. in that UK um, and now other nations of the world are rising to that too and sending missionaries to America right. and other places, yeah. which yeah. is kind of interesting. Yep. Um, so, you know, we're, we're seeing the church slip in its influence. I mean, Barna and not only Barna, but um, 
other polling, you know, Politico and and uh, I'm trying to think of the 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 main the other one, but I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Anyway, as they do studies, they're yeah. seeing, you know, year over year decline in the church's influence. Yep. So many people have been hurt through churches and church ministry and church people that there's an anti-church movement that's rising. I know many people, even people I went to Bible college with that are in that vein now, uh, that they're atheists and they're so anti-God and anti-church. And it's not because of what God has done to them. It's because of what the church has done. Yeah, right. So as I said, the church has not been perfect, but the church has been and is the greatest hope of the world. Uh, And it's, it's, kept the nation i would say um outside of maybe the wrath of god or or holding back the the judgment that maybe the lord would send i mean it took the lord a few hundred years to judge israel yeah. right mm-hmm. so he gave them plenty of time to get their act together right and honor him and they did not so he judged them and they went to babylon and captivity and whatever yeah. so i just i just there's apostasy rising in the church right now it's difficult to tell the truth, uh, to, to understand what the truth is. Yep. People are redefining it. We are embracing uh, the church. But when I say we, I just mean the church in general is embracing sort of sin yeah. in the camp. Uh, pastors that uh, are having sexual issues uh, with with people, but allow being allowed to stay yeah. in their ministry and lead God's people. We're shrugging off homosexuality and the sins of gender identity and this, the, those things we're shrugging off, uh, financial impropriety. We're shrugging. Right. And we're just at a place where as a, as a general rule, we're not holding to righteousness. We're not right. holding to holiness. And so look, the, the hand of the Lord is going to move off of a lot of yeah. churches. Yeah. Uh, as, but, but I've said for a long time in the West, America, you don't need the Lord to build a church. You just need a charismatic leader and some great stage presence, right? Some kicking kids ministries that are entertaining and interesting. And if the Lord is there, it's just it's, a bonus. It's secondary. It's almost. not the necessary. Yeah, thing. there's so many churches like that, and it's just it's sad. What I think is the the decline of the church is going to be hard to see because churches like that are always going to exist, right? They're, they're going to stay popular and they're going to stay popular and they're yeah. going to, because it's easy to be a Christian yeah. in a church that tells you, you can essentially live however you yeah. want to live and God yeah. is gracious and God is merciful. Right. So we're seeing hyper grace. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing, you know, this, the, one of the most dangerous things you can do is, is have the re, uh, sin now repent later right. sort of idea. Right. Well, I can do this thing, and and the Lord will be faithful and just to forgive my sins, and He right. is faithful and just yeah. to forgive our sins. But there's this point that we come to where, you know, I, I I think I think the Lord says, guys, I've given you so many opportunities, yeah, and so I just think there's this march away from um, values. There's this march away, certainly from Judeo Christian biblical values. And that's how it's starting in the church. Yep. It's not necessarily starting in the culture. Uh, and really you could probably trace it church history wise back to the fifties and sixties. Things begin to change a little bit. And again, I'll say the church was a little dogmatic and the church was a little difficult yeah. to deal with. Yeah. And it, it made some mistakes in those, those, t- those times of history for sure. Um, but as the church continues to decline, it's causing a great decline 
uh, as well in the culture right. of the United States. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a few things I think we're seeing. One, we're seeing um, the death of what I'd say the death of the dollar. Like the, like the dollar is, you know, it fluctuates, of course, right. but we're in so much debt. We're in debt yeah. up to our eyeballs and probably past that at this point yep. as a nation. We don't have a uh congress that cares to live within their means we don't have we we have leaders who are corrupt and chasing their own dreams and their own ideas and some of these you know obviously some of that's my opinion yeah uh, but it's what i see right uh and you know the bible's clear if you don't have a leader who is godly who loves the lord and loves righteousness then the people suffer yeah and i certainly think most americans would say man it's not this country is not what it once was. It doesn't right, have right. the opportunities that it once had. Um, so you've got, so you got economically, you've got problems. Um, you've got such, and th- and this has really happened really. I mean, it's been coming, but since 2020, especially there's a vitriol hatred for people who see the world differently than yeah. you do. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you see the world. Yeah. People who see the world differently, it's not a, hey, we can still be friends nope. and let's go play golf. It, the, there's a, I don't even want you to live right. anymore. Right. Um, that's happening in our nation. And it's just, it's just really scary. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it is violent at this point, like physically violent, but I don't think we've really touched the tip yeah, of the iceberg on, where the violence is going to go because hatred like that will lead to violence. Yeah. And you know, is there hatred in the church? Yeah, probably so. Yeah, I think so. Probably some, uh, hopefully not. Hopefully we would say it's not as much as it is in the world. Right. And it's probably for different reasons. The world hates it's, it's that spirit of the antichrist. We've adopted hatred. Yeah. It's leading to violence. And that's a, a real, the, the fact that we can't have civil conversations, in yeah. our with our, our leaders can't have civil conversations. Right. Uh and that has trickled down to everyday people. We can't have the conversations over difficult topics. Right. And difficult things. We do have issues in our in our culture that need to be addressed. So I think those two things, I think um the 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 great desire of younger generations to give socialism another go. Yeah. Is causing the decline of America again. Yeah, for sure. It's never worked anywhere in the world. Any kind of socialism, whether it was right, extreme, extreme right nationalism, yeah. or whether it was extreme left dictatorship, or, 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 uh, you know, like what we see in China, it doesn't really matter. It's never worked anywhere. Yeah. There's no form of it that has been positive for people. Right. And, uh, you know, so, so our march towards socialism, I, and I'm going to say, you know, homosexuality and this the this this whole thing we're seeing with lgbtq community not that christians shouldn't and don't love the people those people we certainly do but they're the leaders of the and i realize that the vast majority of people who choose to live that lifestyle are not hateful people right. and are not you know out to get us and out to get your family and right. whatnot they really aren't uh but there's a very small minority that is after our kids. They've yeah. said it. I can right. show you the quote yeah. uh, or quotes of people that are in that community, leading that community um, that have said, you know, whether it's the transgender community, which is a newer thing. Yeah. Um, 
a, a newish thing, I guess. Homosexuality is not new, but the transgender thing. And so I love, you know, a member of our church who really works in that community. And uh, one of the things that she says about gender identity and why it is such a spirit of the Antichrist is because our our identity, we are made in the image of God. We carry imagio Dei, which is the image of God. Every human does. And yeah. so when we say the image that God has given me is not right. He made a mistake right. or I need to be this other thing. We hijack the image of God and we want to become, you know, something that we're not. So yeah. transgenderism or fluid genders or whatever it is, is uh, really an attack on the image of God. So it's the spirit yeah. of the antichrist. So anyway, our culture has created sort of a, a seedbed for all these things uh, to take place. And it's, it's ultimately going to cause the destruction of, of America. It's, yeah. it's going to cause the destruction of America. Why, why, why are all these things happening? Uh, and I think it's because the gospel, the true gospel is an enemy to all those things. Yeah. And the way those things can, and really the spirit of the Antichrist is in all those things, the way the spirit of the Antichrist can bring down the church in America is to destroy the gospel, yeah. the true gospel as we know it. And it's fighting in these ways, okay? So we're dealing with uh, a lot of fronts, battlefronts, if you will, that are going to eventually destroy the country. We're going to destroy yeah. it. I don't remember which founder it was, but one of our founders said America could never be destroyed from without. Yeah. But it certainly within. can be brought down from within. Yep. And that's what we're going to see. So what do I think is going to happen? Well, I just, that's a rhetorical question. Yeah. I think America is, I think because of God's use of America to bring the gospel to the world, I don't think God is going to completely abandon certainly the remnant in America. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think the influence of America and you can see it as our leadership over the last several years has grown weaker and weaker and weaker. Um, they're just weak leaders out for themselves. Right. How much money can I make? How much influence can I have? How much power can I accumulate? Whatever is a weak leader. They're not in it for the people. I think most people would agree with that. I think a lot yeah. of, well, I think a lot of people would agree with that. Yeah. And uh, so at the end of the day, what I think is going to happen is God will not abandon America. There will be a remnant of the true church in America, but I think our influence on the world stage will be very minimized. Yeah. Um, in fact, I I bl I think we're on a we're kind of on a march towards a civil war. Yeah, it's it it definitely looks like that. It feels that way, doesn't way. it? Yeah, yeah. I think we're on a march to a civil war. I don't know if it will be a shooting war. Yeah, or if it'll be sort of a they the when Czechoslovakia broke into Czech Republic and Slovakia, they called it the Velvet Revolution because it was it wasn't violent. Right, and so I don't know if it will be like hey. Um, you know, we're Indiana, we're a fairly conservative state. Most of Ohio's fairly conservative. Illinois is conservative outside of Chicago. Uh, hey, we're going to kind of create our own country within a country. Yeah. And there'll be this re rejuvenation of sort of the city state of the Roman Empire. Right. 
I think that's a realistic thought and possibility that could happen to our country. You'll have you'll have like-minded states band together, right, uh, to create sort of you know smaller governor governments certainly than our federal government but larger governments than our state government yeah and i think you'll actually see a lot of migration you'll see people oh, for sure i mean you're talking about it right now i'm, I'm about to yeah. move to texas just thinking about it yeah you know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know well i think a lot of people might move to texas <laughs> i yeah I, I think that's definitely a, a possibility i am um, would it come to violence it's hard to tell I mean, uh, it, it, the, as I said, the hatred usually leads to violence. And, and, and that's we've where... We've seen some violence right. the last few years. And that's where I think it would go. I think if you look at... I mean, America's very unique in just the makeup. And so just the yeah. idea that, you know, people have the right to bear arms, and there are a lot of people that bear arms, it, it, would, be, it would be interesting to see if, you know, corrupt leadership would take it to violence. I, yeah. I don't know. It just, it would be, it would be not a good thing. I think it, um, some of that, I think as far as like federally federal violence, there's a couple of dependent things that depend on that. Like how, what, what form of government does our government take in the, in the yeah. next several years? Do right. we become a, a pseudo dictatorship? You right. know, do, like, like what happens with that? If we have a dictator of any variety, uh, even if you like the person, but we have a dictator, then you could have violence. Oh, for sure. Because they can unleash the military. They will. So then, yeah. so then the second issue is, will the military pull the trigger? Right. And I don't, if they're I don't ordered, even think that's, I don't even think that's a yes across the board. Yeah, right. I agree. You know, so I, I think agree. it's, it's just a really unique situation for, for the United States. The, the militia that we have called, which we call the national guard. Yeah in every state has its own national guard. So right. you've got, if I'm right and there's a breakup of the, you of the states and yeah. then states band together Come together. Yeah. You've got armies within these states, not to mention, as you said, yeah, all of the people that own right. Firearms that I, I'm sure, you know, if there's a, if there's a threat would come. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if that, the other thought you have to think about is if that were to happen in America was weakened in that way. Yeah. What of the enemies of the United States would take advantage of that? Yeah. You know, what sure. would China do or North Korea do or Iran do or Russia do if they banded together? What would they right. do? Right. Um, I think the weakening of the United States is an in inevitability because as long as we are standing in the way, one of the things we talked about in the last, the last episode was Israel uh, being attacked by the, yeah. the vast army of darkness and the Lord coming to rescue. That army of darkness is not coming as long as the United States with all of right. its nuclear if arsenal is Israel. standing in the way. Right. So something has to happen that causes us to stop protecting Israel yeah. and, makes way really for the Lord to rescue Israel. Cause it's yeah. not America that rescues Israel. No. It's Jesus. Yep. So if that's true, then what happens to us? You know, well, in some way we have to be diminished on the world stage. Yeah. I think that's, that's inevitable. And I definitely think it, that scenario you just laid out is, uh, is easier to get to than I think people understand. I think, I think it'll happen it, very quickly. I think it can happen very quickly with the, uh, not right pe people in charge, but the people in charge that would make that happen. I think that could happen very quickly where we are not at the back of Israel and, you know, the people that do support Israel would be muzzled and yeah. there would be no, I mean, we're already seeing <clears throat> a little bit of that. Yeah. There's hints uh, of that. There's little hits of that. There's little, 
you know, the, the, the drive that some have for, and they're making it a racial issue with right. the Palestinians. And, and I'm not to say the Palestinians haven't, haven't had some challenges and been yeah. difficult, but they also have done some wicked things and elected yeah. terrorists to be their leaders. Right. <laughs> like there's a two edged sword there. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that something, something will happen here. Yeah. So whether that comes through cultural sentiment or, right just a leader who rises up and changes the policy. But so far that hasn't happened as of today. Yeah, right. Um, but I think other things, there are other th potentials that can happen that would get us there very quickly. Like I yeah. said, economic collapse, Yep. Um, which a lot of ec economists say we're heading that direction, certainly with our debt, Yeah. Uh, house prices, inflation, there's all kinds of economic challenges that we're facing and nobody's fixing it. Yeah. They're, no. they're being boneheads, you know, in lots of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, and in some ways when the people are in crisis, the government does better because the government can seize more control. Right. And that's what a so lot of people are crying out want. for. That's yeah. what they want. So it works yeah. for them. Yep. Uh, so, you know, your yeah, economic crisis that, you know, I've, I've read a, a novel. I love, I love conspiracy theories. So I'll just <laughs> say that out loud. And uh, there's a, a set of three novels I've been reading. Uh, I only read on vacation. So it's been like, <laughs> it's been like couple, two years. years. I mean, I only read novels on vacation. Right. Right. So it's been like two years uh, process. I think I'm in the, towards the middle end of the second book. But anyway, it's about uh, an electromagnetic pulse that is detonated over the United States yeah. or maybe three of them or something like that, that causes, if you don't know what that is, an electromagnetic pulse is a real, is a real nuclear weapon that would fry every microchip yeah in the country electronics electronics yeah. die so that means you're unless you have a car built with no computer in it which yeah. most of us don't yeah your car doesn't work your lights don't come on at night you know you have yeah. you have no power in your home and your phones this, don't work phone your phone that's, doesn't that's work. that's the worst part for you have no people. communication yeah. you know with your loved ones and your yep. family and whatnot so in in a real way it's like the united states is suddenly in 1865 again yep. Uh, 1870 again with nothing right and it would take a long time many people say it would take years decades yeah to recover from that kind of an attack yeah so you know there's a lot of reports out there right now that talk about the united states electric grid is very vulnerable yeah uh and there's a, you know there's if, if somebody wanted and could do any kind of an attack on our electric grid we'd be in real trouble yeah as a nation so you know you can imagine the chaos that would erupt internally from something like that taking place. So that's right. a little bit of a conspiracy theory. Yeah, right. But it's a real weapon that's out there it's, that it's that a real thing. It's a real thing and a real possibility that could take place. Yeah. Uh and that would be real devastating to the United States and be something that would take us off the yeah. um off the world stage. There's a there's a TV show I used to watch called Designated Survivor. And it was about how somebody blew up the Capitol during the State yeah. of the Union. So, you know, all but a few, a handful of our of our uh, national leaders were were killed. And so, of course, then you got to have elections, and there's a whole big process that comes back around to get right. to get there. So, I, I think things like that can happen. Um, those are those are devastating conspiratorial kind of kind of scenarios. Right. But I also think they're real possibilities. Um, and, and if you will, you know, if there wasn't an electromagnetic pulse or economic collapse or whatever with the level of hatred that we have for one another uh, that see differently that right now it's we see politically or morally different. And yeah. that's where that hatred comes from. Can you yeah. imagine if you're 
fighting over a can of peaches at the store right. or if you're uh you know fighting over insulin for yeah. your diabetic child or what i mean the the stakes become very very high yeah. add that to the spirit of violence and it's it's chaotic it's chaotic yeah. and destructive yep so it's not really that far of a leap to to say you know america it it would not take a whole lot for a really for america to right. be diminished yeah and off the world even if we remained if we continued to exist right but just not had not, any, not in an integral part of the end times yeah and yeah um real fast point your mic up to your mouth again <clears throat> yeah it just keeps i i'll have to tighten that okay um yeah so i mean you know when we talk about all that you can as a believer you can kind of get sidetracked and get kind of totally. down totally. On, on the outcome as someone who lives in the united states and is a christian uh, you know, what, what should our response and attitude attitudes be towards the future of the U S you know, regardless of the outcome, whether it's, yeah, you know, something simple where we just don't support Israel anymore and we're not, or if it's something crazy, like beyond the outcome, what, what, what do we do? You know, I think, response? I think we kind of saw a glimpse of that, uh, in the early days of, of COVID yeah. in 2020, because, Nobody knew really what we were dealing with at the moment. Right. And, you know, we saw Christians rally together. We saw people rally for their neighbors uh, and their loved ones. We saw churches and pastors suddenly doing things they'd never done before. Right. Uh, and so I think we saw a glimpse of what I think the church's response would be. Yeah. And it goes back to some of what we said last time, you know, we've got to occupy the world. We can't, yeah, right. we can't take a back seat because, you know, difficult things are happening in our culture. My grandpa used to say who grew up, you know, during the great depression and, and just prior to world war two. And he always said the church does better in crisis yeah. than in comfort. Yeah. When the, when we're going through, whether it's the church or whether it's the nation going through difficulty challenge uh even destruction the church and it's been proven through church history the church always has risen to the challenge yeah always has been the the constant in in people's lives so i actually think that when whatever happens happens that causes this to take place uh it's going to be kind of some glorious days for the church i right. think god's going to do miracles i think he's going to do creative miracles i think uh, you know, your neighbor's going to knock on your door and say, we don't have any more food. We've already looted the grocery store. We've killed all the deer, yeah. which are a lot of those. In <laughs> County. Yeah. Uh, we've done everything we can do. I don't have any food left. Do you have anything? And you're going to, you, you just ate your last can of ravioli yesterday. So you don't have any food either, but you're going to go open your cabinet and God's going to, there's suddenly going to be food. Yeah. And the Lord is going to get sort of like what happened to the 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 widow who uh, had the debt and was able to fill all the jars. Remember the widow yeah. with with oil, or the widow with Elijah, who every day during the famine had had meal and oil to make bread. Yep. Something things like that yeah. I think are going to happen, and it's going to bolster Christians' faith. Yep. Uh, believers faith, but it's also going to give a boldness to them to reach out to the people they love and share the gospel. I don't yeah. think that, I think that that time is going to be short. I don't think it's going to be like years long. Right. I think it's going to be months long, maybe, maybe yeah. weeks long, but it's going to be a great opportunity for believers to share physical meet physical felt need but also be able to bring people and it's not me that created this bread it right, is right jesus christ who loves you yeah that made this possible 
So I think that Christians need to be prepared for that. They need to be thinking about that. You know, it's, it's almost like, like I don't have in my basement, you know, two years worth of food for my family. Yeah. There have been many times I've thought I should buy emergency food. And I'm not saying that's stupid. I'm not saying you shouldn't have some emergency food or some cash on hand or whatever. Uh, Although I'm not sure cash will matter if if the country's falling apart. I think it will be tomatoes that matter or (laughs) Chef Boyardee or whatever. Uh, But, you know, so I'm not saying that preparing in in those ways is bad. But I do think that it's that it's going to come down to having faith and trust in God. Yep. And our faith is going to be tested and we're going to have to be strong in the Lord and we're going to have to be strong in what we know. He said he would provide so we can trust that he will. Right. He said that he would uh, heal us. So when we can't get insulin for our our child with type one diabetes, we're going to, and there's no way to refrigerate it anyway, we're going to have yeah. to trust the Lord that he's going to heal them. Yeah. Or if he takes them home to be with the Lord, we're going to be there. So it, yeah. We're going to face things like that that we cannot lose our faith in. Right. And I think that's <clears throat> that's kind of the standard of when you when you talked about looking back over times in history where there were problems or where there were things that the church had to overcome. The reason the church rose to that is because they were put in a position where they had to use faith or that's all you had. there was nothing else. That's all you've got. And so... Uh, you know, and, and it's kind of, it's, it's, it's awesome in one sense. It's also sad in another because we don't live and operate in that faith in our daily right. lives when we're not in trouble, right? which, you know, I, I understand is it's hard to do, but that would be great. But then when we're put in that situation, that faith does rise and that does happen. Uh, yeah. He's faithful <clears throat> when, we, when we've not prepared yeah. ourselves in right. faith but I do think, you know, the, the worst thing that a Christian can do is think that you will be able to develop a deep abiding faith in yeah, the moment of crisis. Right. I think it's more you already have a deep abiding faith yep. and the moment of crisis um, uh, strengthens that faith. Even though yep. it's tested, it's strengthened, it's encouraged, and it's yeah. enacted. Right. But if, you know, it's like if you, if you and I decided... Um, Tomorrow we wanted to go run a half a marathon. Right, we're in trouble. Yeah, we probably couldn't and, and even. I don't know if we could do a five k. Yeah, you know, we, we, we might be uh, down and out for a couple of weeks. <laughs> right, <after that. laughs> right. If we even survived, and so a lot of Christians, I think, it's, it goes back. I, I hate to keep bringing it back, but it goes back to that being preoccupied yeah. or being occupied. If yeah. you're not developing your spiritual core right now, yeah, then to expect it to suddenly appear, right, when crisis comes to our nation or to your family or just to your life in general, yeah, that. That's a tall order for the Holy Spirit. Now he's faithful yeah. and he will help, but you're going to find that you're going to have to rely more on other people's faith than your own faith. Right. You you will. Yeah. It's not that the Holy Spirit can't do it or won't do it. It's it'll be the the position of your spirit and exactly your heart and where you're at. Because I think you know even you going back to 2020, like we saw the rally together and and pastors doing some awesome stuff. But then there was also I felt like seeing believers who were were shaken and afraid yep. at times that they maybe weren't in the the place yeah. they weren't in that um strength in their spirit and had that faith ready for a situation like that and it and it shook them a little bit and i think that's why uh it took so long for a lot of them to even come back it's i mean uh, it's, any of them never came back and yeah a lot of them didn't come back and i don't think it's because they still feel like covid's gonna get them and they're gonna die but i think it shook them to the place where 
they realized they were already yeah. living in a state without faith and yeah. they're fine with it. I think, you know, we, I'm always fascinated when I go to funerals or I deal with people that are close to death, um, you know, their families or the people in individual, we cling to life yeah. with such vigor. And I think, I think we should be clinging to Jesus with that vigor yeah. and not worried about life or death. Right. Like I, I like the apostles knew in, in, in act six, when, when what we call the great diaspora or the, or the, the church was persecuted. And so they scattered, mm-hmm. um, the theological term is the great skedaddle. That's not true. <laughs> I just made that up, but they scattered around the world. Many of the apostles became missionaries to other countries and they knew by going to those countries or going to those regions of the world, most of it was the Roman Empire at the time, so yeah. it was all kind of one country, I guess, yeah. but we would see Different it as other yeah. geographical they, areas. Most yeah. of them knew they weren't coming back. Right. They knew, I'm going to go there, I'm going to preach the gospel, I'm going to establish the church, but then I'm going to die. Yeah. Someone's going to kill me or whatever. And every one of the apostles, save the apostle John, experienced that kind of death. Yeah. I, I think of Thomas who went to India. There's a church in India today uh, that traces its history to Thomas the apostle. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think that's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, most of the churches that Paul planted are no longer here, but that one is, you know, the yeah. guy that doubted <laughs> his church is still around. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he went to India to a pagan people who had way different thoughts and belief systems than he did, knowing that he probably was not going to live. Right. He was going to preach and he was going to die. And I think all the apostles had that idea. So I just, here's my point. My point is Christians should, why are we afraid of death? To, to die is gain. Yeah. Right? To die is gain. And so I think in moments like that, we're going to have to be willing with an abiding faith to take the risk and say to our neighbor, hey, let me tell you about the one who can save you from death. To, you know, rather than fighting in the natural fighting, and I'm not a pacifist at all. I'm not saying that. You come and try to hurt my family. I'm taking you down, bro. (laughs) But, but, uh, But to say, like, for the sake of the kingdom and the gospel, if the if if this takes me home, then so be it. Yeah, right. But I'm gonna occupy. I'm gonna be the pastor of my home. I'm gonna be the leader in my neighborhood. You know, when all this goes down, Christians need to rise. Yeah, and under the power and the influence of the Holy Spirit, doing the things the Holy Spirit's telling them to do. But I believe that if Christians will rise, then the Lord will honor that, and there will be incredible things that God does. Yeah, um, through us before either He raptures us yeah. or. Some of us are going to be martyred. Yeah. Well, We're I think, I think that's, that. a, that's a key, almost crux in the pathway of the church um, for the great separation. I think that is one of the biggest elements that will cause people to either go deeper yeah. and, and yeah. get that faith and yeah. say, you know what, I'm doing this and I know I can die. Yep. And, or I'm not doing this because it's not worth it and I'm not really there. And so you're going to see that kind of, and, 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 you know, you're gonna see that falling away. You're gonna see that kind of, I'm walking away, but then the amount of grace and, and mercy and anointing and all that yeah. stuff that's going to go on that group of people that do cling to that and actually yep. live in that place with God is going to be beyond what we can even imagine. I'm yeah. sure it's going to be incredible, incredible. So in summary, America probably exists in some form, but yeah. a very minimal form. But the church, as we know it, will not exist in the same way. Yeah. 
But the Christians that are truly following the Holy Spirit will have incredible, yep. an incredible season of ministry and effectiveness, whether that's miracles, bringing people to Christ, many yeah. being saved, um, etc. Uh, you know that that season will have a way of focusing believers, yeah, on what really is important. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so I'm excited about you know. In some ways, I'm like, come on, let's yeah, go. Let's get it. That would be that would. I mean, I'm sure in the moment I would. I would hate it. Yeah, right. <laughs> My toilets won't flush. But at the, on the other hand, it's like, man, if that ushers in the return of Jesus and yeah. it and it causes this uh, movement in the church back to, uh, you know, the the ideals, if you will, of the, of the early apostles, I think that's a yeah, win. It is. And at the end of the day, I'm not living for this world anyway. Right. And right. I want to live for the one to come. So that's the that's where we have to land. I think yeah, on I that. Yeah. 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 So too. There you go. Yep. All right, so that's the that's it for this episode. Um, and then the next uh, episode will be the third and final part, uh, talking about the spirit of the age, and uh, we'll we'll talk about spiritual warfare and uh, uh, really a lot of uh, what we've already talked about as far as staying filled with the Holy Spirit and keeping your keeping oil in your lips. Amen. Kind of stuff. So amen. Look forward to it. We'll see you next week.